everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining into Adventures in the Spirit. I'm your host, Jared Lasky, and I'm excited for what God is going to do through this incredible interview. I've got Philip Fields here who is excited with the current word of the Lord. He returned from the return and the prayer march in Washington, D.C., and he's got the fire of God within him. So I just want to jump straight into this conversation with my new friend, Philip Fields. Philip, thank you for joining Adventures in the Spirit. Yeah, man, glad to be with you and uh, really excited, really excited about what the Lord's doing. Yeah, I, I hear that the word of the Lord is burning deep within you, and we're going to be talking about that, but I'd love for you to tell our viewers and our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your background before we jump into what the Holy Spirit has for us. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've been in leadership for the last 30 years in the body of Christ, served in a lot of different capacities from pastor to counselor and doing all those kinds of things. And uh, in the last 10 years, our platform has really become leaders. And so we've sown a lot of energy into mentoring, coaching, working with leaders on a lot of different levels. So yeah, that's where we're at right now. And we're raising up a courageous community as we speak of leaders all around us who are, you know, really taking their position and just leading with the fire of God. I love that. That's exciting. I've seen some videos of people being water baptized and even jumping in the, into the waters of baptism. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. We do this thing we call the crossing, which is just basically a weekend of sanctification. We just go for what the Lord, uh, you know, just purifying our hearts and opening up and, and letting him do things. And we finished that weekend with a baptism. And what you saw was one of the guys, he just got so on fire, man. I couldn't even finish praying for him. And he dove into the baptismal pool to get water baptized. It was amazing. I love it. That's exciting. Now, you've just come back from the return and the yeah. prayer march in Washington, D.C. So what was God doing in you and through you there? 
Yeah, so, you know, that was, I think, a very strategic event for this nation and for the world. And so those guys had it set up, you know, Franklin Graham on one end in the morning and Jonathan Kahn on the other end, you know, so you've kind of got the evangelicals and the radicals coming together, you know, just this massive outpouring all day. And so there were literally hundreds of thousands of people there. And what I got was I got a glimpse of what it looks like when the body of Christ comes together. And so over here, you got some people praying in tongues and really going forward it kind of out loud. And then you got your silent prayers and then you got people kind of singing and, you know, people marching and sort of taking position. And I, that's a glimpse of us. That's a glimpse of what is going on behind the scenes in every city across this country and around the world right now. People are being called to prayer and they're doing it. You know, that's what I saw. That's exciting. So what is the word of the Lord? What did, what did God speak to you at these events that you have burning in your bones that has to be spoken? Well, I think the word of the Lord is it's time for war. This is a time of choosing. And what I see is, is what he showed me about 10 years ago, that there would be this movement of warriors who are coming out of the wilderness. They've been refined. And what we thought maybe were our disappointments and our setbacks and all those things, but all of those are now being used as preparation for all these leaders. And when I say leaders, I'm not talking about heads of organizations. I'm talking about like housewives and school teachers, police officers, pastors, you know, people in our community who want to make a difference and they're leaning in. And so when COVID hit, and the shutdown came and all this other chaos started, they didn't run from it, they ran to it. And they said, hey, I've got an answer inside of me that God has been preparing. And in this moment, I'm ready to make a difference. And so it awakened them. They didn't get scared. They didn't go run into the caves like, you know, when Elijah said, I'm the only one. What he was really saying is, is I'm the only one visible. All the rest of them are hidden in a cave somewhere, you know. And so they're not in caves. They're out in the open. They're praying. They're posting. They're saying something. They're rising up. They're not just necessarily, you know, going negative, but they're ready with the truth, man. And, and they have it in their hearts. And they're, they're going to stand in this moment. And it's really... Where we are right now is not the end of the end, but the beginning of the birth pains of the end. That's what he says in Matthew 23. He says, this is, when you see these things, this is the birth pains of the beginning of the end. And that's where we're at. And so it's not a time to run and hide. It's a time to press in and say, Lord, where do I fit on this prophetic timeline right now? What is my purpose? What is my role? And to be marching and moving into that place. So that, I believe, is what the Lord is saying to us. Did the Lord give you some new strategies that need to be implemented for the church? As there are still a lot of Definitely. churches shut down, but we see a move mm -hmm. of God through Sean Foyt's prayer and worship movement. We see other people doing similar things. But what did God yep. show you for strategies to take place? Yeah, we're joining up with Sean this weekend in Atlanta. He's coming to Atlanta. So high five. We're excited about that. I see what I see is, is these courageous communities. You know, to a certain degree, we've got to move outside of our buildings. We've got to decide that God can do something with us in these places. And so 
what we've declared is it's, it's time for wars, for the warriors to be awakened for revolution. Okay. And so what we literally have started doing is imparting on a weekly basis to a group of leaders and getting them ready. And the main thing is this, is that we have to have an unshakable identity right now. Our identity can't be in politics. It can't be, you know, in these hate groups and all these other things. It has to be in Jesus. And what did Jesus tell us about these times? What he said was, is that there would be all these people coming to change the standard. What we have to do is we have to go back to the standard of truth. And that is Jesus risen in righteousness. That righteousness is a key piece right now. So that's a big part of our unshakable identity. The other thing that we've got to have in this hour is covenant relationships. Relationships where we're doing more than just fellowship, where we're really locking arms and we're saying, hey, we have a cause to represent. We have truth to protect. And we're going to come together. We're going to push past these petty differences that we've had in the past, you know, and, and we're going to step into this moment and we're going to say, no, the name of Jesus and covenant is much more important than my reputation or my little thing over here. Right. And then the last thing is, is we have to know our purpose. And a lot of people want to know, why am I here? And God will give us that in this hour. if We'll seek him for it. So unshakable identity, you know, uh, covenant relationship and God-given purpose. Right now, that's what we're arming people with. That's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. You know, what I've been seeing, as you'd said, about courageous leaders rising up, I've seen a lot of other mm -hmm. leaders kind of shirk back into the shadows. Mm -hmm. And yeah. other ministries have been promoted while other people seem to be demoted or hiding for a season hopefully they'll come out of that that cave if you will and then come yeah. out courageously whatever the holy spirit's doing in them i will bless them the bride of christ right. they're part of the body but i feel god calling us to return to our first love and there seems yeah. to be a movement of a going back to the basics right now mm -hmm. now i've been waking up hearing simple songs of faith from my earlier days in Christ ringing in mm -hmm. my ears. But I, yeah. found, I found out I'm not the only one. A That's lot right. of people are testifying to waking up or even through the course of the day, remembering the songs of when they first came to Jesus. And I believe mm -hmm. it's prophet prophetically taking place around the world right now because it's a call to return to simpler means back to biblical mm -hmm. strategies as you said faith communities the early yeah. church did not look like the current church system that we have especially in north america the early yeah. church was in community as you said covenant relationships it was a complete lifestyle change they lived in you know communities they had to take care of each other and they they spent time in the word of God and worship. So I think that there's something stirring and brewing, preparing us for what God has next, because I think breakthrough is on the way. I don't know what that looks like, but has God mm -hmm. given you in, any insight, 
similar to what I'm talking about? What, what I hear is, and it's interesting, is that the songs that Michael W. Smith were leading us in at the prayer rally in Washington, D.C., were all those sort of old hymns and things that everybody would know. Isn't that interesting? And, and so what, what I feel like is, is that, you know, we get, we get away from that, you know, over time. And, and we have this tendency to want to avoid talking about truth. And we kind of water it down and it kind of becomes, you know, the gospel of comfort, you know, just comfort me, comfort me, comfort me. And, and so I, what I see is, is the attack of the enemy is on the middle class and all of the things that we hold to be sacred, our flag, our Bibles, our churches, our communities. I mean, all of these are the things that are being attacked. And I feel like that's one of the things he's trying to help us see is that if we want to have these things and these freedoms, we got to fight for them. And so what it's done is this group of people out there who've just been kind of passive and in the middle, it's forced them to choose. Right. And they're having to awaken and say, yes, hold on a second. You can't take that away from us. And, and so it's calling a lot of people into the fight. And I see all of that is good, but I'm with you. A lot of these very uh, important foundational pieces is what I would see them as. We got to have these. Without these, we can't continue. And I think that ultimately our nation as a whole is, is really being called into a place of battle that will ultimately have an impact on the world. And, and certainly with Israel and our alignment there, but I think that if we let go and we let other dark forces come in and take over, then our own destiny is at stake. Yes. And I think we need discernment now more than ever before. Yeah. Well, we need strong, courageous leaders, as you were talking about. But I mm -hmm. saw leaders early on marching with groups they should not have been marching with. Amen. Where the underlying um, politics behind it, witchcraft even behind it, practicing witchcraft. Um, oh, yeah. And, and very dark and demonic political stances. But Christian leaders and pastors were bowing the knee and doing things without discerning what was truly taking place behind the scenes. Now, mm -hmm. I believe that there's grace. Yeah. Right. There's grace, but I yeah. think some people will probably end up realizing that was wrong at that time. But people don't want to be on the wrong side of history. But you and I both know who's the ultimate victor, and that's Jesus. You're talking about being warriors. Jesus returns in the book of Revelation as a warrior king for mm -hmm. his bride. He returns routing the enemy. So what do you think is going to take place in the months and years ahead in our, in our nation of the United States of America? Well, so the one thing that I see is, is that, Jared, I really believe that God is going to release a fire to the believers. Okay? So anytime that we see the devil trying to mimic something, you know, all these cities being on fire, it's because God 
had already set in motion this holy revival fire. Okay. And so if you go back and you listen to guys like Wilkerson and others who saw these fires and this chaos and even the racial division and stuff that was coming, to me, that's a summon. That's a call for us to carry the fire, not the fire of destruction, the fire of purification. And that's where we need to be as his people. And so what I believe God is going to do is he's going to release a fire on the people of God, and those that will carry the fire will operate in the supernatural. And we can bring a lot of change, a lot of transformation, a lot of healing to what's going on. See, to me, I saw this vision of, you know, like, like if you will, can, like layers of a cake. If you can look down into one of these intersections where these riots have taken place and where fires have gone on, well, there's something going on in the heavens, there's a battle in between, and then there's the acting out on the earth. And so I saw those as strategic points where the enemy has caused all this stuff to come out through rage and all this violence and stuff. But I also saw God saying, I'm sending angels, I'm sending healing, I'm sending my people, I'm sending my spirit-filled believers full of light, hope, and love to come into these places, you know, and, and they're, they're going to start to have an impact in these places where, look, these people who are passionate about destruction, what would they be like if they were on our team? They could be passionate about redemption. And so I don't think God's ruling those people out. I think that we're going to be surprised who ends up carrying the torch in this hour. I think it's going to be some unlikelies. I think those that have been up front are going to the back, and those that have been in the back are coming up to the front. And so what, what I see is, is that there's a whole shift in leadership taking place right now. And, and God is not necessarily interested in the one who's established, who's hiding in the cave. He's interested in the one who's pure and ready. And so that's where I think we need to put our focus. I'm in full agreement with you there. I've heard people say that the new age movement will be the people that the Holy Spirit will reap for this new Jesus movement. But I want to mm. add to that. I think it's those people protesting and rioting in the streets because even Jesus, when he lived on this planet, when he was walked this earth, Simon the Zealot, Simon the Zealot was one of his disciples. He was a radical and Simon mm -hmm. the Zealot still carried a dagger in him, ready for revolution to overthrow the Roman government. But he was radically changed by the power of the Holy Spirit, especially on the day of Pentecost. What are you seeing through that? Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I, I, I think that one of the things that we have to realize is, is that when Jesus recruited these guys, they were teenagers. You know, they were probably in their older teens. But they were revolutionaries, many of them, as you're speaking. I mean, that was the big argument that Jesus and Peter had was, you know, hey, you're not going to the cross because we're going to do a takeover here, you know. And, and so I agree. I think that there are a lot of people that are angry. They're bitter. They're full of rage. They don't understand what's going on. They're attacking the system because there are many things in the system that must change. And to a certain degree, 
I don't think that this whole thing has to be bad. I think that when you look at, at the birthing process of how things happen, and even for a woman in labor, that pain pushes out life. And so in these pain and these contractions that we're going through right now, it's okay. It's okay uh, because God is going to use all of it. Now, we don't want to see anybody die. We don't want to see property destroyed or any of that stuff. I'm not saying that's good. What I am saying, though, is, is that we all knew that there was an inevitable shaking coming. And we just couldn't really, you know, get our heads around what it was going to look like. But we're there. And we got to embrace it. And we got to say, God is good. The devil's bad. He's got a purpose for his people, and he wins in the end, and we want to stay and persevere. Not preach a gospel of accommodation, but a gospel of perseverance. That is so good. I love that. Yes. And I believe that they're going to start coming to Jesus by the thousands, mm -hmm. by the tens of thousands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're seeing some of the, those rumblings and shakings now where people who are protesting, rioting, are coming to Jesus. I'm part of a group in the Virginia Beach area called Firestorm United. We, we, we prayed over the COVID tents during the initial beginning of the pandemic, you know, prayed over mm. doctors and nurses, saw them, you know, powerfully filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, baptized with the Holy Spirit, you know, just some incredible things. CBN News came and did a, a, a video and interview with my friend Scott Gilbert, who leads Firestorm United as we equip people in power evangelism through large events and everything. But that has changed to where teams go down to the marches, to the protests. And mm -hmm. people have been healed, legs stretched in the name of Jesus, received <laughs> salvation, and received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We're going to see more of that as people are courageous and we start walking as Jesus walked, as we walk in our identity, as you're saying. But yeah. what else, Philip, do you think that, that is going to take place? Because there's been a shaking in the political realm. Mm -hmm. From the return and from the prayer march in D.C., what did the Holy Spirit show you about politics, about the United States of America and the current situation, especially right now as President Trump is recovering from COVID-19? Yeah. So the one, one thing that I think the Lord wants us to get clear is, is that he doesn't want us to have a do nothing mindset. Okay. And so the dangerous do nothing mindset is, is that, you know, it's kind of this hyper grace thing, you know, God's forgiven me. I have my salvation and between now and the grave, I'm just going to hang and not do anything. And so, uh, you know, if Trump wins, he wins. If Biden wins, he wins. And we'll just kind of take it or leave it kind of thing. And, and I think that's a mindset that, that is dangerous. You know, the other one is the gloom and doom guys. You know, it's all gonna be bad. And so there's nothing you can do about it. So once again, we're kind of stuck. We're not gonna do anything. And then you kind of have these presumptive prophecies well, God's going to get Trump back in office, so it's all going to work out. We're going to have a gangbuster year next year. And once again, it kind of puts everybody in neutral. I'm of a different mindset. I believe that God is calling us to come in in this season and make a difference, to step in and let our voices be known. 
what I think is happening politically is a manifestation of the war of righteous versus unrighteous, good versus evil. And as much as people complain about personalities and things of that nature, I don't think that's what God's looking at. What I think God's looking at are the principles that are involved in what is at stake for this nation as a whole. And I think that if, if, if we're going, you know, it's like I hear uh, Mario Murillo say all the time, you know, Trump is God's strong medicine for a nation that needs it, you know. And, and so I, I'm of the same opinion. I believe right now we need strong medicine. We don't need accommodation. We don't need comfort. And so what I think people are doing who are righteous, they read their Bibles, is they are giving into this darkness. And, and because they're afraid of it, they're afraid of the backlash, you know. And so I think in this hour, it's going to go down to the line. And I think it's going to create a massive disruption in this country. But we got to be ready for that and not freak out. We got to be ready. We got to, you know, like first responders, we got to move into the motion and chaos and not away from it. I love that. Yes, I'm in full agreement there. I believe that we have to act on our faith, mm -hmm. just like there are yes. principles to healing. You have to do yeah. something and you see That's the right. Holy Spirit work through it. You don't just lay your hand on, on the person and say, Jesus, heal them. Right. But you have them, you know, move. Move their shoulder mm -hmm. if it's praying over a hurt shoulder, and then you start seeing the healing. It, wh whatever it is, you have us act on faith. And as mm -hmm. Christians, we need to act and take a step of faith and pray like never before. We need to vote. Mm -hmm. We need to mm -hmm. serve, and we need to be a shining example to the world. While the world is rioting and protesting and having so much negativity on social media, we need to be the exact opposite and point people yeah. to Jesus and to the light of the gospel and show them how much he loves them because they're going to start coming. Revival and awakening are on the way. And I've committed my life to awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, like I know, okay, I've been, I've been walking people through dark issues in their life for years now. There is no way that the activity of, of these, really dark city takeovers and all there is no way that there isn't a bunch of people mixed up in this stuff that aren't getting hurt abused wounded you know all kinds of stuff is taking place right now and eventually that that's the way the enemy works he'll use you up beat you up and throw you out and so we got to be ready you know like a mash unit to take these people in and restore them and be there to help put them back together. And so as these things happen, I believe that's a very powerful role that we can play in this season. And, and I think that, you know, uh, when they call us, we can't judge. We can't judge. No matter, what the, no matter what happens on November the 3rd in the United States, we cannot judge. We have to let God be the one that does that not us yeah and we're seeing the church go out into the streets like never before mm -hmm. we're seeing yeah. god on the streets which is exciting yeah and some churches have been mandated to shut down which i believe is unfortunate some churches mm -hmm. have 
could reopen, but have decided to stay shut down. But I think that they've missed a huge opportunity to open their doors, as you said, to the hurting, the lonely, mm-hmm. the people who've been, um, you know, stuck indoors for, for months at a time, or even parents who have had to restructure their entire life and their careers because the kids can't go to school. I believe that the churches can offer a reprieve and open up their doors, mentor and help these kids and pray over them, teach them the Bible, get them going through their online classes. There are some missed opportunities, but I have complete hope that the bride of Christ is going to be completely purified and matured. This is a, a learning experience for all of us through this. So Philip, can you tell us a little bit about, about your ministry and, and um, also some of the resources that you might provide? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can find us at BeCourageousCoaching.com. My wife and I, we've been at this for 30 years. And like I said, right now, we have a number of things that we're doing. Uh, In the last year, we released a book called The Unperfect Marriage, which, you know, if you talk about leaders and you spend time with them, they're going to tell you one of two things. Their marriage is either feeding their life or it's pulling from their life. And marriage by design is meant to feed us. It is one of the greatest assets and one of the most important pieces to strengthen us is marriage. And so I spent a lot of time with leaders helping them, you know, refine, restore, and heal their marriages, right? And so a lot of what we do points to that. And so we we do these events and, and different things that help people go through these healing processes because that's what we had to go through. You know, we spent a number of years working for mega churches and stuff and actually went through a major fallout with one of those churches, which sent me into a tailspin. I almost died, had to come back from the dead. And, you know, when you're a leader and you get that discouraged, disappointed and disillusioned, it can be really hard to come back. And so there are a lot of leaders out there who feel disqualified for various reasons. And I'm here to tell you that God doesn't want you to stay there. He wants to bring you back in stronger than ever. And so that's a lot of what we do, Jared, is we, we restore, heal, raise up leaders. And, and that's where our heart is. Yeah, that's exciting. I want to say thank you so much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. But before we go, I'd like you to pray for our listeners. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I really pour into leaders is the Father's love. And, you know, there are leaders out there, and I know what this feels like. You feel unfathered in the ministry, and you feel unfathered in your personal life. And there are a lot of people pulling at you. And I want to, I want to speak to you, and I want to say in the name of Jesus, you're a good son. You're a good daughter. And your father in heaven is proud of you. He's not ashamed of you. And no matter what you've done or what you've been through, he wants to heal you and bring you back into his chest and remind you that you are his son. You're his child. And so I just speak to that leader out there who's weary. You're worn out. Maybe it's your own sin. Maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe it's the feeling of, 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 of other issues in your life, but I just want to call you back to the Father. And I want to remind you, He's for you, not against you. 
And so, Father, in Jesus' name, I release your love. I release your love, supernatural healing love. And I pray that your voice would just begin to, to, to strip off that shame and to begin to put in that love that they need to hear and receive today. In Jesus' name. And I bless you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Philip, thank you so much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. I want to encourage everybody to check out his website. And can you say that website again? It's becourageouscoaching.com. Becourageouscoaching.com. It's a mouthful. Yeah. Philip and Darlene Fields, becourageouscoaching.com. It's been an honor for me to be here with you, Jared. I really appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure to serve. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and adventures in the spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.